there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to TV Concierge, a daily podcast where ringer staffers help you navigate the crowded TV landscape. I'm Chris Ryan, and I'm joined today by my pal, Juliet Littman. What's up, Juliet? Hello, Chris. Wow, coming in hot. And today, <laughs> we're going to do a little bit of a different kind of episode. We're going to do an episode of this podcast about a show we have not watched yet, because this is the homecoming season two entrance survey. You may be familiar with our entrance and exit surveys on the ringer.com, a very good website where we kind of ask questions going into and coming out of seasons. Homecoming season two, hotly anticipated show coming on Amazon after its critically adored uh, first season, which was entirely directed by Sam Esmail, who is, I guess I could say a friend of the Watch podcast, but also a friend of the Big Picture podcast and also the creator of Mr. Robot. Just a great filmmaker. He directed the entire first season of Homecoming season one and it starred an up-and-coming actress named Julia Roberts that I'm expecting big things from. The second season is a little bit different. This TV adaptation of a podcast with big movie stars and cinematic direction, that was where the first season took us. It was kind of like peak TV Yahtzee, and it starred Julia Roberts and Stephen James and, and Bobby Cannavale, among others. And this season, James returns. No Roberts, no Bobby, but Hong Chow comes through. She was briefly featured in season one, and uh, James and Hong Chow are joined by Janelle Monet, who at least according to the trailer, seems to be the star of this season. So what I did is I put down a couple of entrance survey questions for Juliet. Because Juliet and I both I'm fired up. really love the show the first season. I just want to say Sam Esmail's direction of season one is like incredibly memorable for me. So yes. the stakes are very high. I think it is the best tribute to Alfred Hitchcock that I've ever seen without being yeah. a Hitchcock knockoff. And... It was also had like had like real MC Escher vibes. And I just thought it was so beautiful. And the visual work elevated the material in a way that I think often is not matched on television because it's such a writer's medium. But my my expectations are very high for season two. And if you haven't watched season one, like I don't know what you're waiting for. It's such a really cool and unique television experience. And I personally have never met Sam Esmail, so I'm only saying this as a fan. <laughs> you are not compromised. It no. was so it was so of a piece. The writing, the direction, yeah. the acting, the music, which borrowed scores from some great 70s paranoid thrillers like Parallax View. And I believe all the president's men, they had some great like sort of piano themes from those from those films. It just all felt so perfectly considered. So it's a very high bar. So let's get into our season two homecoming entrance survey. Obviously, homecoming is going to be on Amazon Prime and it starts airing Friday, May 22nd. And I want to ask you, Julia, just to start with, what is the last thing you remember about homecoming season one? The last thing I remember at homecoming season one, aside from all the things I just said, are Julia Roberts and Stephen James being in a town that seems like it's like adjacent to the action of Wild Wild Country, that other Netflix show. <laughs> so they might be yeah. joining some cult in the Pacific Northwest or just living a nice life, a simpler life among the trees of the beautiful redwoods of the West Coast. Yeah, I placed them adjacent to Big Sur. 
Big Sur Jace. So I also remember that. But the thing I remember most is that Hong Chao kind of post credit scene where she yeah. rubs the the red perfume, which is sort of this uh, extract of a flower that we see intermittently harvested in season one. And it kind of has something to do with the medication that the soldiers in season one have been taking and that's supposed to alleviate their PTSD by basically wiping their memories. That's kind of where we're at. And... You know, the biggest thing that I think I wanted to ask you about was, were you left wanting a second season? You know, this is this is a, a really successful podcast, a really successful first season of TV. Did you want to see more from this world? I did. There were so many unanswered questions. I would have been okay just leaving it. I thought that they did a really... It was a beautiful show, and I thought that the ambiguity saw, it sort of suited the material, so it would have been okay ending there. But Stephen James has so much charisma, and he, he's sort of like my entree into this world I'm entering. I want to walk through the door. I also, you know, in retrospect, I think The Watchmen was just one of the another one of the best television experiences I've had in a really long time. So I'm ready for more Hong Chao. Yeah, I was going to say about Hong Chao is that she is someone who ha- I think we've only gotten like little tastes of her talent so far. She's been the best thing in a little part in a couple of different movies, uh, downsizing, like you mentioned, um, Watchmen. And she's always so good. But I want to see more. I want to see her carry half of a show if she's given the chance. So that's that's a huge reason for season two. I also think like I- I'm very curious to see how much. Micah and Eli, the guys who were responsible for the podcast, and they came on the watch, how much they kind of take the show in a different direction from the first season, because I think that was ultimately a really interesting collaboration between them and, and Sam Esmail, but it had so much distinctive Esmail feel to it about pharmaceuticals, about paranoia, about surveillance, about your mind being malleable. I'll be really curious to see where it goes this year in the trailer we see Janelle Monet wake up in a kind of a canoe in the middle of a lake and clearly be very disoriented. So they, I think they're going to keep playing with this idea that you you like, you can lose your memory in this world. Right. And um, I will say I'm not compromised by any S-mail connections. However, Eli Horowitz was my first boss at my first job. And so I am compromised on that side. But Eli always had such cool, high-minded ideas that like were almost like ahead of its time. And I feel like just having been exposed to the way that he thinks previously, I think that there's a lot of like world building he could do. So I have a lot of confidence that Eli and, and his co-writer Micah figure, will figure it out for season two. But I, I think that also just like, there's, it's a pretty like limitless conceit, right? Like the loss of memory and sort of like mind altering medications, whether taken by choice or coercion is like a, just a, a rich topic in the history of narrative that like, Who's going to say no to that, especially right now? Like, I would yeah. like to have my mind manipulated sometimes on the end of the workday. I'm just like, sure, give me a red pill. You know, let's see what happens. <laughs> but I, I also think that like the, the so the person who replaced Sam is this guy named Kyle Alvarez, who directed a movie about the Stanford prison experiment. It's called Stanford prison experiment. And that was obviously also a lot about uh, big medicine Manipulation. And, and institutions yeah. sort of manipulating people. So I think he's really uh, the perfect person to fill in here. What are your thoughts on Janelle Monet, the actress? It's just that was my next question. I was going to ask you, what is the state <laughs> of your Janelle Monet as actress stockholding? I think I'm buying. I think there's just she's another really charming person who I feel like hasn't had the right material. I also think that she 
has always kind of like done her own thing. And I feel like this could actually be a really good match of kind of like unique individuals finding each other on a unique show. I also think that she's really well suited to like a, a one-off standalone series on a streaming network because I, I don't know. I think she's got a lot of charm and I think she's got a lot of talent, but I don't know that she can like be a franchise star. Like I, I think right. you want her on your championship team, but she's not, not your point guard. And she's also not your superstar. She's like your Ron Harper. And so I think this is like a, a really good lane for her. This is definitely her coming out year. This is her big going mainstream year because at least in terms of being an actress, because she has homecoming season two, which she is ostensibly the star of. She stars in antebellum, which is a, a get out ish horror movie that, uh, that is slated to come out this year at some point. And she was also in a Sundance favorite called the Glorias, which, uh, right. We'll probably see on demand at some point this year with the absence of a theatrical release. So she's in a bunch of really high profile stuff this year. I I feel the same way about you. I'm I'm ready to see more. I'm ready to see her do different kinds of stuff, and I'm I'm especially ready to see her uh, carry more of a load in the show. All right. So it sounds like we're pretty fired up. You know, I mean, it's the perfect time for a show where people are feeling weird about their bodies and their minds and and the medicines they're taking. We want to know more about this small snapshot of the world that we got to see in season one. Anything else? I just want to say that I think that I'm on the topic of buying stock. I'm buying prime video stock. I think big that there's Bezos. I'm going up. I'm in the pocket of big Bezos. And perhaps this is like not a controversial statement because everyone uses Amazon all the time. And I also like, I personally love Netflix. I'm just so happy at like the deep catalog. I'm like for every Friday, something new for me. I think Amazon has like a weirdly high hit rate. I, I don't know. I think they in like some ways don't get a lot of credit for it, but they don't have nearly as many signature shows, but they have quite a few hits that are like either critically acclaimed or really popular. I mean, like John Krasinski is eating for the rest of his life on Jack Ryan. That's on Amazon, isn't it? And yep. yeah. Marvel's Mrs. Maisel is like a show that I think about frequently and as I'm like living through this like weird pseudo New York, I'm like, you know what would be better than this weird pseudo New York? The Marvel's Mrs. Maisel New York. And I just think there's like, I just think there's like a lot of interesting stuff happening on Amazon Prime Video. And also they improved their logo. So in my, on my uh, Roku, it looks nicer. And I just, I just think they have a high hit rate. I don't know. I don't think they get a lot of credit for it. And like, maybe people aren't looking to give Jeff Bezos more credit in this world, but I, I think it's a good service. Also, Andrew and I um, noted this yesterday on TV Concierge. Very easy to add and remove add-on channels on Amazon Prime. And for that, I'm appreciative. Yeah, it's, they it's do, a good service. They are sp- sort of splitting it. Apple TV was supposed to be the way through which you watch TV as well as watching Apple TV originals. And I think Amazon is actually giving them a run for their money. I personally find the Amazon Prime like movie interface like way easier to manage than going through iTunes on on Apple. It is interesting that you point out though like Amazon doesn't necessarily have like an identity the way some of the other streaming networks are striving to have one, you know, like where I even think Hulu has a little bit more of a defined identity than Amazon does. Amazon yeah. it's almost a surprise when you look at Amazon and you're like, "Oh, a new show is there." Hulu I feel like has a little bit more of a dis- like a discernible rollout for their shows. But yeah, especially now with with FX zero 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 flea bag like like uh, the Amazon's had like a, a run of really Fleabag. good stuff. Yeah. yeah, Amazon has good programming. I I like sort of take it for granted, but I don't know. I'm like genuinely excited about Homecoming. I also personally enjoy a show that is really well crafted and not completely engulfed by like the hype machine. So 
Yeah. Homecoming season two, I think, has kind of quietly arriving. But like we didn't even mention that Chris Cooper's in it. He's like one of the best actors of his generation. Okay, so the last question I want to ask you in this entrance survey, and it's a question I'll ask anytime we do a show that gets released as a binge. What is your bar for episodes this weekend? Like what I'm aiming for or what yeah. I think I will hit? Aiming Interesting. for. I'm going to aim for three, and I hope I don't exceed it. I, I don't want to go too fast. I think like really good shows you should digest. I think I benefited from... I waited for the Watchmen wave to be over, but then I... I then still parceled it out over like three weeks, which is relatively long. And I think I really benefited from like having a discreet serial episode experience. And I think most TV shows should not be binged. Unfortunately, I'm in a minority. What about you? (laughs) I think I'm going to shoot for, for four or five this weekend. If you know, it's a nice long weekend. I don't have a lot of other stuff on my plate. I'm very, very slowly making my way through outer banks because I'm trying to savor the flavor of John B and his boys. But, um, and also the dream of going to the beach. Yeah. Like it's just, it's almost too, like it's almost become exotic watching these guys like jump in and out of the marsh. (laughs) So I think what I'm going to do is concentrate on homecoming this season, this weekend and get through about half the season. All right. So that, that's also like a good barometer for how excited we are. We're definitely going to watch multiple episodes this weekend. Juliet, thank you so much for joining me on TP Concierge and we'll see you next time. 